What is going on, sports fans? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Jack of All Trades Sports Podcast, presented by Unbranded Sports. Today is Tuesday, August 25th, and man, oh man, there was a lot of great sports happening over the weekend. Some great NBA games, um, some close NBA games. Um, there are two series currently tied at 2-2 in the Western Conference, two series that a lot of people didn't think would be close. And um, obviously baseball, we're at the halfway point in baseball. The trade deadline is happening in a short six days. So that'll be something to keep an eye on as we look at the standings there as well. And of course, there is news coming out of NFL training camps everywhere and much, much more. But first, this episode is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Go to anchor.fm to start your very own podcast today. So let's start with the NBA. So a lot of great games happened over the weekend. There have been three series that have actually already been decided. The Miami Heat move on to the second round to await the winner of the Bucks magic series after the Heat sweep the Indiana Pacers in an easy four-game sweep. Um, there, are other, there are two other four-game sweeps as the Raptors easily swept the Brooklyn Nets, who were kind of just happy to be in the playoffs, in my opinion, based on... Um, the bad luck they got before they entered the bubble. And the other one, of course, was the... Oh, I'm drawing a blank here. It was... Oh, yeah, the Celtics swept the 76ers. So the Celtics beat the 76ers. They sweep them. Um, the Sixers actually then, after getting swept, did fire their coach, Brett Brown. So there's going to be a lot of turnover in Philadelphia. Maybe the Sixers blow the whole thing up and decide, hey, maybe we should trade Ben Simmons. Or maybe we should trade Joel Embiid and just build around one of them. I don't know if that will happen, but that's obviously... And a conversation that needs to be had internally. But yeah, there were a lot of great games this week. So th- those three series, um, the Raptors, the Miami Heat, and the Boston Celtics move on. And then there are some other good series, the Bucks and the Magic. So the Magic obviously took game one. And I was telling you, I remember I, last week I was talking, I was like, I'm concerned about this Milwaukee Bucks team. I'm still a little concerned about them right now because they're playing the Magic. But they're up 3-1. They've won three straight games. Giannis has been dominating. Um, had 35-11-7 on Saturday and then repeated that performance with a great game last night where he had 31-15-8. So yeah, Giannis I'm not too concerned about anymore. But then again, it's not like amazing, amazing competition he's facing. So yeah, that's what's going on in that series. Bucks are up 3-1 against the Magic. I fully expect them to close this series out. In five, the other series that are going on, the Rockets and the Thunder. So the Rockets were up 2-0. People thought it was going to be a walk in the park for the Rockets to advance, but then something happened. Then the Thunder woke up. The Thunder went um, won game two in overtime thanks to great performances by both Shai Gilgis, Alexander, and um, Chris Paul. They won game three in overtime, 119-107, to and then they repeated it. With a good performance yesterday, winning a close one, 117-114, to 114, is Dennis Schroeder, the, the potential sixth man of the year, had 30 points in that one. So yeah, that series is 2-2. That is going to be a good series to watch. And then, of course, the other series that is 2-2 is um, the series that everybody was talking about over the week, over the weekend, one of the best games of the playoffs, and everybody is getting on the Luka Doncic train, the Luka Doncic hut. Luka Doncic hype train, and rightfully so, as Luka Doncic 
hits a step back crossover, step back three point buzzer beater to beat the Clippers in overtime, 135 to 133. Luka had 43 points. 17 rebounds and 13 assists and Luka Doncic is only 21 years old and like this playoff run he's going on right now I know it might only last um during the first round but this playoff run right now is reminding me of when LeBron took the Cavs to the finals and in his age 22 season we were seeing a superstar um like um, take his claim as a superstar right before our eyes. And that's what we're seeing with Luka Doncic right now. That series is 2-2. Anything can happen in that series, man. And the way with the way Luka is playing right now, don't be surprised if it's the Mavericks who advance to the next round and not the LA Clippers. And speaking of the Clippers, a reason why they have been so bad well, not so bad. They've been all right. They won two games. But the reason they haven't been as good as many people thought is because playoff P, Paul George, playoff PP, playoff pandemic P, he's bad. He's just bad. Like, if you look at his stats, pretty bad. Bear with me, but it's pretty bad. So this was his stats from the last game they played in game four. Paul George, three for 14 from the field, had nine points. In 45 minutes, one for seven from three. That's horrible for a guy who is the, supposed to be the second best player on the team. Compare that to Kawhi's 32-9-4. and four. Like, Paul George, if the Clippers want to win a championship or even get out of this series, they need Paul George to stop playing like P- playoff PP and start playing like the star player, the second tier, the second um sidekick player that he is. That that simple. You look at the Mavericks, they didn't even have Kristaps Porzingis in game four. And Luka won the game by himself pretty much. Tim Hardaway Jr. and Trey Burke both had over 20 points. But Luka was the man. And you look at the, the Clippers, they only had two good performances. They had Kawhi Leonard, and they had Lou Williams. But if they had Paul George, if if I'm telling you, Paul George shoots better than 3 for 14 in that game, the Clippers win that game, and we are not having this conversation about this being potentially a series. That's all I'm going to say. But Mavericks-Clippers, I think the next game is tonight, so that'll be something to watch. That'll be another interesting one. So, yeah, that series is 2-2. So is the um, Rockets-Thunder series. And then couple other 3-1 series the Nuggets and the Jazz so the Jazz took a 3-1 series lead on the Nuggets on Sunday night they won 129-127 this was the first time ever in an NBA game that two opponents scored over 50 points so Jamal Murray had 50 points 11 rebounds 7 assists and Donovan Mitchell had 51 points, 4 rebounds, and 7 assists. So Donovan Mitchell actually has dropped 50 points twice in one playoff series. And he joins Michael Jordan and I believe it was um, Allen Iverson as the two, the only two players to drop 50 points in the same series. So that's good company, obviously, for Donovan Mitchell to be in. But yeah, Donovan Mitchell, he is he's, le- he's carrying the Jazz right now to a to a 3-1 series lead. I picked the Jazz to win that series, so I'm not very surprised that that's happening, but um, that is what's happening right now. So yeah, and then obviously the Lakers Trailblazers is the last series we have not touched on, but yesterday it was Mamba Day. It was um, So it was Kobe Bryant's birthday on August 23rd. Then yesterday was 8-24, which is Mamba Day. 
And the Lakers were not going to lose on Mamba Day. LeBron was not going to let them lose on Mamba Day. The Lakers win 135-115. LeBron had 30 points, 6 rebounds, 10 assists. And LeBron also had 38 points in Game 3. So LeBron is turning it on. And the Lakers obviously were not going to lose on Mamba Day. And so um, it, the score was 24-8 in the first quarter. And LeBron said after the game, um, Kobe was with us. And like we had to go win it for him. And I'm glad that they did. And a crazy thing just happened. As soon as I was talking about how it was 24-8, to I look at the time of this podcast as I'm talking to you. And it's 8-24. 8 minutes, 24 seconds. So that's pretty crazy stuff. Kobe is still with us, obviously, and has a big influence on what we do. All right, so tonight's games. Let's take a look at tonight's games. Jazz Nuggets. The Jazz are attempting to close um the series out. Um Utah is a three-point favorite in this game. Um I don't know if I'm I think I pick um Denver to win this game because I don't think Denver's gonna go out in five. I think I think Utah win it in six. And I think Denver Denver is just a couple of defensive adjustments away from being back in this series. Let's see if Mike Malone and that coaching staff can get them to do that. And then the other game at 9 o'clock Eastern, Mavericks-Clippers. Um, the Clippers are seven-point favorites. I'm going to say it right now. The Clippers, I'm going to pick – so I'm going to pick the Nuggets in the in game five of Utah-Denver. And I'm going to pick um, Dallas in game five of this series. And the reason is because I think the Clippers only win this game if Paul George balls out. And I haven't seen enough from him to believe that he can do that. So I'm gonna pick the Mavericks to take a three-two series lead in this. That's all I'm gonna say. That's what's what what I'm gonna say. And then we got Wednesday, the Wednesday's games. So tomorrow's games, Magic Bucks, Magic will close it out easily. Thunder Rockets. I'm gonna go with the Rock. Mm, I think I might pick the Thunder in that one. And then tri- and I think the Lakers will close it out as well. So if I had to pick these series today, I would pick. I would still stick with the Thunder over the Rockets. Bucks easily. Easily get past the Magic. Lakers easily get past the Trailblazers. I'm going to switch my pick to the Mavericks over the Clippers. And then we are going to take the, the Jazz over the Nuggets in six. So, yeah, those are the remaining series. So, um, yeah, that's what's going on around the NBA playoffs. Some great basketball happening, and it's great to see that going on. So the MLB is the obviously the other big sports league um, um, that is – having its regular season right now. Obviously, the NHL is having its playoffs right now as well. So the MLB, we are halfway, halfway through, halfway through this, um, through this crazy 60-game season. We've officially reached the halfway point. So taking a look at who would be in the playoffs, halfway point. So uh, the Tampa Bay Rays are the first place team in the AL East. They are 19 and 11. They have won. They've um. They're ten and five on the at home and nine and six on the road. And their playoff, um, their chance to make the playoffs is ninety eight point nine percent according to this graphic. The second place team that would also make the playoffs if the season ended today is the New York Yankees. They're sixteen and nine. They're a half game back of the Tampa Bay Rays, and their playoff their chance to make the playoffs is ninety nine point five percent. Moving on to the AL Central, the two teams that would be in the playoffs right now are the Minnesota Twins and the Cleveland Indians. The Twins are 20-10. and 10. They have the best record in the American League, tied for the best record in the American League with Oakland. And the Twins are um, have a 98.7% chance to make the playoffs. And then the Indians are in second place at 17-12. and 12. They're down two and a half games 
they are currently the Indians are currently playing the Twins in a series, so that could change there. But they have a 97.3% chance to make the playoffs. And then the White Sox, the third place team in the AL Central, they're 17 and 12, have the same record as the Indians, and um have an 89% chance to make the playoffs. And then the two playoff teams in the AL West, o- Oakland A's, our first place team at 20 and 10, and the Houston Astros, who are 16 and 13, they are in second place. And looking at the American League East, it would be the Braves and the Marlins who would make the playoffs as the Braves are 16 and 12 and they are in first place. And the Marlins are 12 and 11. They are in second place. But the playoff percentage for the Marlins is only 11.9%. Looking at other teams in the division, the Phillies, who are four games back at first, they have a 58% chance to make the playoffs. The Mets have a 57.6% chance to make the playoffs. And the defending champion Nationals have a 41.3% chance. So anything can happen in the NL East is what I'm saying. Looking at the NL Central, the Cubs are in first place. They are currently nine. They are currently eighteen and ten. Then you got the Cardinals who are in second place at ten and eight. Then the Brewers are at twelve and fifteen and third. And apparently, according to this, it would be the Cubs and the Cardinals in the playoffs. But the Brewers actually have a better chance to make the playoffs than the Cardinals. And in the NL West, would be the Dodgers and the red hot Padres. The Padres have won seven straight. Um, and the Dodgers are twenty two and eight, best record in baseball. They have a 99.6% chance to make the playoffs, and the Padres have a 76% chance to make the playoffs as well. So yeah, what's been happening in the MLB? The Padres got really, really scorching hot after that controversy with the 3-0 pitch. The Padres have won seven straight games, while the Rangers have lost seven straight games. So I think that's karma at its finest. I'm trying to think what else. Um, So the Indians have lost two Three of the last four, they lost the weekend series to the Tigers. They lost the opening series game against the Twins. So the Indians aren't looking good recently. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10, but they've lost three of their last four. I think they got to turn it around. I think the, the, the Indians have a lot of soul-searching to do. Obviously, Clevenger and Polisak have not rejoined the team yet. I think that needs to be a discussion that's had. Do they trade Clevenger? Do they trade Polisak? What teams would have enough for them? Um, probably um, the Yankees are a good team. They got Clint Frazier. Obviously, Clevenger would, would have to sh- sh- um, cut his hair if he joined the Yankees. That would be a great punishment, in my opinion. But that's something to keep an eye on. Am I worried about the Indians? Yes, a little. Because um, outside of Shane Bieber, they're... And Aaron Savalli, their pitching has been suspect at best when you take away police act and Clevenger. And the offense just is still really, really bad. Like, really bad. They scored two runs yesterday. They um they only scored two runs, four runs on um Sunday against the Tigers. And it's it, they haven't been really good. But yeah, so but the Indians, um, that's what's going on with them. Look, taking a look around the league at other scores. Um, Jose Abreu had a great weekend series against the Cubs. He had seven home runs and he won AL Player of the Week. Um, and then I'm trying to think of other big stories around the league. Oh, a big loss for the defending champion Nationals as Steven Strasburg is out for the year with carpal tunnel syndrome. He has to get surgery to fix that. 
And so that's a big loss for the Nationals. And I think it um, it puts a, a dent in their playoff hopes. So, yeah, that's what's been going around around baseball. A lot of good series this week. Angels A's. Angels Astros, excuse me. Then we got the um, Dodgers Giants. Obviously, is always a fun series to watch. Um Phillies Nationals, that's a good series as well. Bryce Harper versus his old team. That's what's going on around baseball. Um, the the trade deadline is later this week, so we will have to see um what teams do, but it is officially the halfway point of the season. All right, we are gonna go to break. When we come back, we got some NFL news and a pl- update on the NHL playoffs. Please stay with us. So real quick, before we go to break, I wanted to update you on the lead story I talked about last week, which was college football potentially coming back in the Big Ten. It's not happening because I don't think it's safe, and I don't think the Big Ten or Pac-12 is willing to overturn their decisions to cancel fall play. Um, Obviously, a lot of people are coming for Big Ten commissioners Kevin Warren's head, saying your son's playing at Mississippi State, and why can't you let these kids play in the Big Ten? I know, I know, but looking across the country, being a college student, you look at Alabama, 560 positive tests. You look at Auburn, over 200 positive tests. Notre Dame, 130 positive tests. All those schools are planning to play college football this fall, and the amount of positive tests I read to you is absolutely insane. Ohio State had to suspend over 200 kids because of break because of breaking social distancing going to off-campus parties um large gatherings that risk the safety you can't expect these college kids to follow the rules and i i mean i'm following the rules but just around where i live around where i live there have been parties and people not following social distancing and i I'm going to look at those people, and those people are going to be the reason why we are sent home and why my school is not playing college football this fall. And I know that, and it sucks, but I think the 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 SEC, ACC, Big 12 still trying to play college football um, is sort of like they're, they're closing their eyes to what is actually happening in the country and across college campuses to what this virus is doing and how present this virus is. Yeah, so college football not happening in the Big Ten, Pac-12, Mid-American Conference this fall, but still on for the SEC, Big 12, and ACC this fall. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at TV and follow us on Instagram at umbranded.sports. We will have updates on college football if it happens and any news we get about it. And now enjoy this message from our friends at Anchor. And welcome back to the episode, Season 2, Episode 2 of Jack of All Trades. The NHL playoffs are in full swing, so Round 2 is kicked off of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So Boston, Tampa Bay, Boston leads that series 1-0. So I'm going to pick the Tampa Bay Lightning in that series, actually. I think Tampa Bay is kind of having a revenge year. You know, they were the number one seed last year. Um, They won the President's Cup. But then they lose in the first round to the Blue Jackets. I think they're kind of having a revenge year like Virginia basketball did when Virginia basketball got beat by the 16 seed UMBC. But then the next year came back and won the national championship. So that's something to keep an eye on there. But I think the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to win this series against Boston, even though they are down one nothing. The other series that is happening that has a game tonight is Vancouver Canucks versus the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm picking Vegas in that series. Man, I would love to see Vegas win the Stanley Cup. Um, I have a friend um, who went to high school with me who's a big Vegas fan, 
And um, Vegas is just a fun team to watch. In their first full season as a team, they made it to the Stanley Cup final. That's pretty good. Pretty awesome to see there. The other series are New York and Philadelphia, as New York Islanders lead the series 1-0 after beating the Capitals um, pretty handily in the first round. I would pick New York in that series to upset the Philadelphia Flyers. Colorado Avalanche versus the Dallas Stars. The Stars are already up 2-0. I would definitely have to pick the Stars in that series. And yeah, those are the series that are going on around the NHL. And so if if what I think is going to happen happens, it'll be Tampa Bay versus the New York Islanders in the um, Eastern Conference Finals. And it will be Vegas versus Dallas in the Western Conference Finals of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So yeah, there have been some great games happening in the NHL. And the NHL, much like the NBA, keeps the coronavirus out of their sports The bubble is very successful. Obviously, the NHL has two bubbles in Edmonton and Toronto, while the NBA has their bubble, of course, in Disney, Orlando, Florida. So the the bubble seems to be working. And I read an interesting article yesterday, and it was from Sports Illustrated. And it said um, about 90% of doctors and medical experts would play in the NBA and NHL if their um, financial situation depended on it, but a majority would not play in the NFL and the MLB if their um, if they if they had the choice because so so that what that tells me is medical experts think it's safer to have a bubble for these sports to play. They think the bubble makes it more outbreak proof. Obviously, we've seen the MLB have to cancel so many games. I think at least for 42 games already this season um, due to coronavirus. There's like teams like the Cardinals, the Marlins, the Mets, the Reds, all have had to cancel series and games because they have had members of their team get coronavirus. And obviously that's baseball. But then they, these medical experts in the article said they also wouldn't play in football because football um, has a similar thing to baseball. But there is increased travel and football obviously is more of a contact heavy sport. So like obviously that definitely makes sense why they were why they're saying that. But so yeah, that that's what's going on. The NFL so far has been lucky. There was a scare over the weekend. It was kind of a worst case scenario for the NFL as eleven teams had reported coronavirus positive tests um or um presumptive positive tests for the coronavirus with both players, coaches, um, staff members. But it turns out the lab that these were tested at, they were all the same lab in New Jersey, and they were all false positive tests. And all the tests actually did come back negative. And so, yeah, the NFL has had zero positive tests among players since training camp has begun. So that's really good to see there in the NFL. It's It bodes well for their season starting on time in a short couple weeks. But, um, yeah. So that's what's going on around there. Um, some other NFL news. Um, Buda Baker, the Cardinals signed Buda Baker, two-time All-Pro safety. He, they made him the highest-paid safety today, signed him to an extension. Um, Earl Thomas of the Baltimore Ravens has been released due to, um, I forget what what it was. He either got in a fight with someone or he did something pretty bad. I don't know what it was. Let's see. Let's see. Um, hmm. Yeah, he punched. He punched someone on the team. Started a fight on the team. And obviously, during 
anytime that's not a good idea, and especially during COVID. So Earl Thomas is on the market. So some teams that are interested in rumored having interest in him are the Cowboys, obviously, and the Cleveland Browns are actually rumored to be interested in Earl Thomas, the former Baltimore Raven and Seattle Seahawks, because the Browns starting safety for this year, the rookie out of LSU, Grant Telpit, is going to have surgery on his torn Achilles. He tore the Achilles in practice yesterday. And he got carted off the field. And the Browns also have another big injury. Mac Wilson um, um, had a knee injury as well. So the Browns cannot or keep getting injured. They brought in a former Super Bowl MVP for, with the Seahawks. Um, I forget who that was, actually. Browns. He last played with the Raver, Raiders. Super Bowl MVP. It might have been Ma- Michael Bennett. That's Malcolm Smith. That's his name. Yeah. So the Browns brought in Malcolm Smith. They signed him on Monday. He's expected to compete for that starting linebacker spot if Mac Wilson is indeed out for an extended period of time. And the Browns are obviously looking for safety help. So Earl Thomas might be an a, a, uh, might be something they do pursue. But hopefully Grant Telpit gets better soon. Um. Obviously, it sucks for to see a rookie and a player of any kind go down with a season-ending injury before their season even gets started, and we wish the best for Grant Talbot. So yeah, that's what's going on around the NFL. Um, there's obviously that coronavirus scare. That coronavirus scare I want to talk about a little more. So obviously, it was a false alarm. All were um false positive tests, but what happens if that occurs during the season? Like that's a question we have to be asking. What happens if that occurs during the seasons like what if it happens um it's so like imagine like you're an nfl gm or you're the commissioner and you get a call at like 3 a.m that says yo 11 teams test have players that tested positive that would like cancel the season at least cancel the week of it um it's probably good for the nfl that it happens now but uh it it needs it, it can't happen during the season or else the season will be in jeopardy. So I think it was a I think it was good that it happened for the NFL. I think it was a good fire drill for the coaches and for everybody involved. I think it was a little bit of a wake up call for the NFL that they need to be on top of their things with the testing, with getting the testing results out really fast and with all that stuff. And that's what I'm saying. So the but the NFL so far, so good. But it's definitely something we're going to have to continue to keep an eye on. All right. That is all the time we have for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at unbranded.sports. Go check out our website, unbrandednews.net. Give me a follow on Instagram at TV, And have a good week. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Follow the Flashes Safe 7 because Flashes take care of Flashes. And um, have a good week. Um, for my fellow college kids starting school this week, you're going to have a great semester. You're going to kick kick this semester's butt. Just make sure you stay safe and don't go to any big parties unless you want the Rona. And I know you don't. All right. Make sure you vote this November. I'm saying a lot at the end of this episode because I don't know why. You know, just having a good good Tuesday. Have a great week. Stay safe. And I'll catch you on the flip side.